It's time to find balance and be refreshed here on Every Heart, Every Woman. Every Heart, Every Woman. Get ready for uplifting music and inspiring interviews. Every Heart, Every Woman. Let's get motivated to move forward as we share our life experiences. Well, welcome to the show, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. Before we jump into our interview for today, we're going to set the tone like we always do with some worship music. This is free. It is from my CD entitled True Worship. Sit back and enjoy.
Well, welcome back to the show, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. I hope you enjoyed Free. That is from my CD entitled True Worship. Our show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can find out all of the great information about Love Ministries as you go to their website. Go to loveministriesbills.org. You can also check out my website at CarlaNivens.com. Carla is spelled the K. Nivens is N-I-V-E-N-S. Well, I'm very excited about our interview for today. We are welcoming to the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show for the first time, Mr. Tim Meadows. Tim is a girl dad of three. He's in a featured film as the lead actor and has starred in a recent play. He's trying to balance life as a father, working two full jobs and living out his dreams. He grew up in Fort Worth, um, but he went to Prairie View A&M for college. So number one, Tim, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to our show for the first time. Of course. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Tim, we know that um, we've got a lot to dive in in your with your story. So mm-hmm. here at the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show, we always like to start with the backstory. Would you first share with us your testimony? OK. Um, yeah. So I have been working full time, two full time jobs for the most part for at least the past uh, I'd say eight months. I've always had two jobs um, leading up before that, but mostly part-time. Um, before before this, I was doing acting. I decided to dive into acting oh, about three years ago. And, and three years ago, it was just a impromptu decision to to just try something new. And at the time, I was... I was working, I was dating, and uh, after that breakup, that breakup was what really pushed me into acting. And it was the decision maker. It was uh, the forget it moment and that, that threw me into acting. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to try. I'm going to try acting. I'm going to give this a try and see, just see what happens. I started taking classes, and I took classes for a year before even submitting for work. And just... Mm, just last year, beginning of last year is when I really started submitting for work. Uh, and I started working right off, right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. I I, I um, understand how it is in life. Different things that are thrown our way really can be um, the, the pivot point. Either they can take us down and, you know, keep us... Um, you know, in a, in a state where we think we can never move ahead in life, or they can be the catalyst that really pushes us through. So, um, so the first thing you did is you took acting classes, and what are the what are the things and the skills and the things that you gained in during that process? Oh man, uh, so much, so much. I remember the first day of starting acting class. And I had no idea what to expect. And I went in and I was so nervous, right? And uh, they filmed us the very first day. They were like, all right, you guys are going to do an on-camera exercise. Oh, wow. And the very first day, I get in front of the camera and I was so nervous. And I was like, man, I hope they can't tell I'm nervous. I knew I was nervous. Mm-hmm. I felt my voice cracking. I felt like I was sweating. And 
afterwards, I think the next class they they played it back, and face was just glistening. I was like, I was clearly, you could clearly see it. I was sweating on camera. I was so nervous. Um, but taking that class and doing that for the year gave me confidence like no other. Like I was able, after taking that class, um, the following year, I submitted. I wasn't fearful. I just dove right in. Um, but outside of the confidence, it taught me how to do on-camera work. It taught me how to, uh, our camera etiquette, it taught me set etiquette, it taught me how to prepare for roles. Uh, it, it, man, it really, it really set the tone for my acting career. Yeah. So how, how are you now? Like, have you worked your way through, like you have a process and so your nerves don't um, show up or are you still nervous every single time, no matter what? Well, <sighs> Yes and no. I'm, I'm still somewhat nervous, but now it's it's kind of moved in the direction of excitement. Mm-hmm. So now I'm less nervous and more excited to to do a role. So my process now is once I get a script, once I book a role and they send me the script, I usually read over it once if we have a table read. And I read it once before the table read and I don't look at it again until the table read. And once we sit out the table read, I'll dive in. And after that, I really developed the character uh, leading up until the first set day. Yeah. So do you feel like um, your ability to act kind of was something that was always there with you? But during that process of taking the acting classes, you kind of brought something to the surface that was there already. Oh, if I'm being honest, no. Okay. <laughs> Not at all. Um, and, and people tell me that I'm a natural. And I was like, you know, had you seen me a year ago, you wouldn't be saying that. <laughs> and it, it, it really is true. Like, and I'm, I'm sure some people are natural. Some people have that God-given talent to where they can step in front of a camera and transform into a, a different character or be somebody else. Mm-hmm. I wasn't that person. And if that had I not taken class for that full year, I don't think I'd still be pursuing acting okay. right now. Yeah. Um, so that that really truly gave you the foundation that you need, and that that um, kind of gave you the skills that you wanted to stand definitely. up on and and go for roles. Most definitely, and it, and I had no idea what I was doing before I got into class, and. And I'm sure like many people who jumped into acting, they Googled acting classes mm-hmm. and I found the closest one to me. I was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll try this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, not knowing if it was a good, if it was a good acting class or if it was a bad acting class or just like, I'm just going to try it. And uh, I got there and the energy was just amazing. The instructors were welcoming uh, and they made you feel comfortable. Although I was super nervous at first day, they still made you feel comfortable mm-hmm. and they instilled the confidence. Um, but even outside of that, like they, they pointed me in the right direction outside of class. They didn't charge me for for consultations. Like if I needed something, Hey, how do I do a headshot to prepare for this role? Or how do I prepare? Like, how should my resume look? I would call them and they would help me out, which was a lifesaver in many instances. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how do you kind of navigate this desire that you have to try something new with 
the rest of the stuff that you have going on in life? Because you are a dad of three and you say you have two full jobs. So I I mean, I'm one of those people. I got a couple of jobs and and it's a lot. So (laughs) how do you add this on top of of everything else? Um, Because because I know the goal is to inspire. And I want my daughters to be able to look at me and not feel like they have to settle for anything. And I want them to look at me and know that they can do whatever they want to do, mm-hmm. regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the hardships, they can do whatever they want to do. Uh, so that continues to propel me forward every day. And, uh, and two, uh, acting is just exciting. When, when you love something and you're passionate about something, it's easy. Yeah. So you, you've got a love for it and you also have this uh, reason why. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I get that. I get and that. The, uh, the, the full-time jobs, I don't even, I honestly don't look at them as full-time jobs. Mm. They are. And one of the uh, actor coaches I was, I, uh, I met in class, he proposed a question. He's like, Hey, what do you guys do uh, for part-time? And everyone in class, we were looking around, like, what's this guy talking about? He says, uh, he's like, well, what kind of part-time jobs do you have? Or he's like, well, what do you do for work? He's like, I'll say that. And so he goes around and everybody's like answering questions or answers his questions. He's like, oh, uh, I'm, a, I'm a police officer. I'm a probation officer. Uh, I'm a nurse. And he's like, okay. He's like, all of you are wrong. You're like, no, we're not. That's what we do. Like, this is our job. So he's like, no. He's like, that's your part-time work. He said, acting is your full-time. He said, you do acting full-time and you work part-time to support acting. Mm. And that is honestly how I started looking at it. And I've been in situations where I've almost quit a full-time job for because of a role or for acting. So That's what I was going to say next. Is Are there times when you have to make, make decisions oh, on most, this or that? Most definitely. I... Um, and actually, just not too long ago, I had um, just started a new job and um, I booked a role shortly afterwards and it was the lead role in the movie. And my supervisor didn't want to approve the time off. And not that she didn't want to, but I hadn't been there long enough and I hadn't had enough uh, paid time off. Mm-hmm. So she told me based off his procedure, she couldn't let me off. And so I, said, I looked at her, I said, okay, well, let me tell you why I need off. It's like, maybe that'll help. And I tell her, I was like, I just booked the lead, a lead role in the movie, in the feature film, and this is huge for my career. And she's like, oh, that is a good opportunity. She's like, oh, okay. She's like, I'll do it this one time. She's like, but she's like, don't ask me to do it again. I said, okay, well, I won't ask. But I, I said, well, honestly, that's not how the, the industry works. It's like, sometimes we get, we get gigs and you know, I don't know when it's going to come. It can come the weekend right after this. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I know, I know, but just don't ask me to do it again. I said, okay, I won't ask you. And so she she continues and she says, um, she looks at me, she's like, I know it's a big opportunity for you. And I really just don't want you to miss out on this. I said, okay, well, since we're being honest, I'm glad we could work this out because I did not want to have to quit. Mm. She's like, you would quit? 
I said, oh, yes, ma'am. Most definitely. And people who don't, who aren't in the industry, don't understand it. They think that if we if we don't have full-time jobs or if we don't have a job with benefits, then we're struggling. And financially, we might. We might have to sacrifice in some areas. But again, when we when you believe in yourself and you know that this is where you're supposed to be, you don't look at it as struggling. It's like you look at it as pursuing your career. Mm-hmm. It's like we went to college for four years and struggled and nobody complained about that. Mm. But I'm pursuing an acting career and I'm struggling. You're like, oh my gosh, uh, you need to get a, a job so, so you can survive. Like, well, where was this knowledge whenever I was in college? <laughs> nobody was telling me to get a job. Nobody was, was worried about me then. It was like, oh, just tough it out. You'll be okay. I wasn't making money. I was spending money. I was losing money. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah, the passion's there. And, and I would easily give up a full time job or a job or any job to pursue my career in acting. That, um, that you know, I've been there before when, mm-hmm. when I, yeah, right after college um, for me, and I was uh, singing and traveling and we had, uh, but I like what you said, you know, you, you go to your supervisor. A lot of times when you go and you talk to people and you talk to them about your passion and where you're going in life, um, they'll figure out a way to work it mm-hmm. out. You know, I was getting my teacher's uh, certificate to teach uh, elementary music school and uh, to teach elementary music. And, um, and I was also working in uh in in the school district and so I, I had to do that same thing went to them and you know said sometimes when we're gone when we're going to do a show um I may get back kind of late on Monday morning mm-hmm. or I may need to leave early on on Friday and um my my supervisor she worked it out for me so that I could, you know, stay late if I had to get there late on a Monday or mm-hmm. come in early on Friday. And then also with my classes, my my um, my professor worked it out for me as well so that I could yeah. do the traveling. And, you know, this is, and when you know, when you when you have a passion and and you've had some success in, in it and you're, you know, still working and still growing it and you have your reason why, mm-hmm. you know, you have your reason why. You can, uh, you can, you know, I, I, I'm a witness to that as well. You, you can work it out. Oh yeah, yeah. most definitely, most definitely. And uh, before, even before I figured out, you know, that this was a passion, I once I jumped into it, and I started before I started submitting for roles. I was just taking classes, and mm-hmm. I enjoyed it so much that I wasn't at a place at that point in time. I wasn't at a place where I would quit my job, but I was at a place where I was like, okay, this, uh, this, this might be it. Mm-hmm. But I, I'll tell you what, after after doing the role, my first movie role, going to work is not the same. Like going to clock in is not the same. And I love them and I appreciate everybody there, but it is not the same. And like I said, they're really good people. But every day I go to work, I'm like, all right, today's the day. <laughs> today is going to be the day that I quit. And they're like... And my coworkers like, no, you're not. You're not going to quit. I was like, no, I'm not. Not yet. But one of these days, one of these days, you guys are going to come to work, and I'm not going to be here. And like, 
Yeah. There, there is nothing like being um, like right in the right place that mm-hmm. the Lord wants you. There's, there's just this satisfaction and this joy. And no matter how hard you have to work, you know, you get it done to be in that place. There's nothing like true. that. Though. True, yeah. true, true. So what motivates you, Tim, to uh, be the person that God wants you to be, like growing and developing and trying new things? Oh, man. Um, what motivates me? I, I just don't want to fail. And, and all honestly, and that's what continues to push me forward. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've been turned down for roles. Um, I've been like on the cusp of being homeless, kind of, sort of. Uh, not necessarily because I've always had good people in my corner that looked out for me. But I've never looked at that as failure because I was still pushing forward. But honestly, I think that fear of failure continues to motivate me. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, and and it's, it's the girls. Like, I don't want them to look at me and be like, well, I seen you, they said you used to be an actor or you, you had, you were in commercials or on TV. What happened? Oh, well, 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 dad quit or dad gave up. I, I would hate to have to tell my girls that and explain that to my girls and, and let them know that I failed because I simply gave up. So failure to you, defining failure to you, because I'm sure somebody's listening and thinking, you know, how do we define failure? And, um, and, and they're probably thinking in their own lives, how do I find, define failure for, for myself? So for you, failure is continue, just giving up, not going for it any, anymore, not pushing past the obstacles, going in another direction. Yes, uh, because I believe that's when we truly fail. I believe the only the only moment that we truly fail is when we give up. It's not failure when you have a setback because you can keep going. It's not failure when you hit a wall or if you take a hiatus or if you just take a break. That's not a failure. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to to stop and readjust and refocus, but that that is not failure. The moment that we truly fail is when we just stop. Because now we can no longer pursue whatever it is. Now we can no longer complete whatever it is we set out to do. The moment that we give up, and for me, the moment that I give up and just accept a nine to five, I have failed. Hmm. Because I, I, I'm not built for a nine to five, I can say that. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just not. And uh, But again, if I stop now, then I'll never know where I, where I could end up. But regardless of what level I'm at, how many how many roles I'm booking, or if I'm not booking at all, if I don't give up, then I haven't failed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. That's that that's good motivation for everyone. And so I've got more questions um, for you, Tim. But it's time for us to take a break. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Every Heart, Every Woman, 
the show where women find balance, peace, and inspiration. Now let's get back to the show with your host, Carla Nivens. Welcome back to the show, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. Our show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can find out all of the great information about Love Ministries as you go to their website. Go to loveministriesbuilds.org. You can also check out my website at carlanivens.com. Carla is spelled with a K. Nivens is N-I-V-E-N-S. We're having um, a very inspirational conversation with Mr. Tim Meadows. Tim is a girl dad of three. He's in a featured film as a lead actor and has starred in a recent play. He's balancing life as a father and working two jobs and living out his dreams. He grew up in Fort Worth, but went to a Prairie View A&M for college. So again, Tim, thank you so much for being here for the first time on Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. We welcome you. Of course, of course. Again, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> So, Tim, let's jump back into our conversation. We would love to know um, some of your top priorities for 2021. Everybody's starting out this year. Everybody starts out differently. Somebody, We had um, a guest on the show last week, and she thinks of one word for the year. Um, but how do you do that? How do you come up with your priorities for, for your new year? Mm. Uh, so my priorities for the new year are always going to be anything, like something that can prepare me forward in my career. Um, and it, it was right now, for me, it's something that I feel as though I need to take me to the next level. And so right now, as of lately or as of this last year, I've been a free agent and submitting just freelancing um, and submitting myself to work and getting gigs, whatever gigs I can get. Uh, so this year, year, my top priority is to submit for an agency representation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. We've we've had several um, actor actresses um, on the show who are um, who who have talked to us about being in that transition where you're taking um, a certain type of role and then it's time for you to you know, to go to the next level Mm -hmm. and how you have to balance how many times do I continue to take roles at this level before I push forward um, to the next thing. And everybody's got to, you know, come to that um, conclusion to where this is the time. So for you, 2021 is a time. Yes. Yes. And and that's solely for just submitting for representation. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, I don't believe that I'm necessarily above too many things is work-wise. Uh, there are some things that I just won't do, but uh, I'm open to to most roles, even if it's, it's student films or short films. And for a lot of actors, they get to the point where they they no longer do student films or short films, which is mm-hmm. fair uh, because we mostly use those for for experience to gain to get comfortable, to gain confidence, and to get experience in front of the camera. So I can understand, like, once you get to the next level, not doing those. Uh, For me, I don't necessarily feel like I'm there just yet. So I will still do student films and short films uh, as within my moral compass. Yeah, there are some things, again, there are some things that I just, I won't do. 
Um, so again, I'm, I'm not above that, but at the same time, my next level for me is submitting for agency representation mm-hmm. and obtaining that this year. You get it. So I'm, I'm going to be <laughs> honest. So I watched your, um, I watched a, a clip of the movie where you were, I believe this is the movie where you were the lead actor um, in the film. I watched it on your Facebook page. And I mean, I honestly couldn't tell that that was your first um, role as a, as a lead actor. Um, so I feel like you have gotten the skills that you, you know, that you're looking for um, at this level. So I see why you're pushing ahead to move, you know, towards the next level. But how do you maintain like having success in one area, but still saying I have to push myself for more? Because I know that I'm not there yet. I'm not where I want to be. And I want to be at the top. Mm-hmm. I want to be mentioned with some of the greats. I want when people think of, oh, well, who's your favorite actor? I want my name to be in the running. And although that I've had success where I am, I don't want to say minor success, but I've had success where I'm at right now. It's not where I want to be. So now those are done. For me, those are done. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at what's next. Yeah, I, I I feel the same way. I feel like, okay, let's not talk about, <laughs> let's not talk about that. That was fun. That was good. I'm mm-hmm. satisfied with that. But there's more that um, I want to do with this life. Right. And there there's so many people asking me because uh, the, the trailer's out for the movie. And mm-hmm. so many people have seen it. It's like, oh, well, when are they releasing it? I was like, I don't know. I don't know. And uh, my daughter's mom asked me just the other day. She was like, have you heard anything else about the movie? I'm like, No. She's like, what's wrong with you? I was like, okay, this is nothing against you, but I'm just I'm a little frustrated about people asking me. It's like, for me, again, for me, it's done. Mm-hmm. It's like my focus isn't here anymore. So when people constantly ask me, well, when's the movie coming out? When's the movie coming out? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I have no idea. Just it'll come out eventually. I don't know. Like, but I'm trying to focus on what's next. Mm-hmm. You know. There's so many things in the creative process that sometimes people um, don't understand. And when you're going to release something, it really does have to be the right time. And right. maybe right now during COVID and, you know, all of the challenges, especially for a creative project, maybe right now isn't, you know, isn't the right time, but it's still a resume builder. And it's still something that you build on going to the next thing. You right. Know? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So who are your influences in your field? Who, when you see them, you know, doing their thing and they're, you know, they're at the top of their game and you think that's what I identify with? Oh, man. So um, there are, of course, the top two actors that I, I think that most people think of male-wise, the top two male actors I think most people think of when they think of actors and this may just be may just be me this might be my opinion but i feel like everyone talks about denzel washington and will smith Mm -hmm. like those are two of the people who i think are at the top of their game still and put out great content every time something comes out uh and they are truly stars now someone who is climbing the ladder very quickly 
and who I've been watching more so recently is Daniel Kaluuya. And I hope I said that name, that name right. I, say, I think it's Daniel Kaluuya or Kaluuya, one of those. But he's a British actor. He he was in Get Out. Okay. And he is like he's had a variety of roles in just the, the past like year and a half, two years. Yeah, and you know I I like the um, <clears throat> sometimes. You know, I I really like the actors where sometimes you don't even recognize them in like in their new role. Like they're literally doing a whole new thing and it takes Mm -hmm. you to the middle of the movie before you think, oh, I do know who this is. They were in something else like people can Mm -hmm. really some people really have that gift to um, take on a new role and almost change themselves into, you know into yeah. a different person. And so is is that um is that what you find in your favorite actors? Um not necessarily because I feel like Denzel Washington is he has played some of the some of the most or has consistently played the same role over and over again. Mm-hmm. And his versatility is in it's not high, but it, there is some versatility there. Um, Will Smith, yes, he has a wide range of characters that he's played. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya, I, I can't pinpoint his his type just yet, mm-hmm. but because he's played different characters, he's played a villain, he's played a thug, he's played um, that the everyday man. So like, he is someone that I've been watching and kind of studying. Uh, but as far as his versatility, no. But I, someone that I do like, who I think is very versatile, is Johnny Depp. Mm. That Johnny Depp, man, he is, he's all over the place. He is. And I, I really like his style, too. I don't think I could ever do it, but I like his style. <laughs> I'm sure you can do it. <laughs> I mean, if, I, if they asked me to try it, I would. But, right. Uh, <laughs> So when you when you watch films, I know what happens in my head and in my ear and in my heart as I'm, you know, listening to to music or listen to someone speak. But when you watch films, what is it that you're keying into? Oh, man, I am. So I am looking at everything differently now. Now that I'm, I'm in acting. Oh, my goodness. I, I've started breaking everything down. And this is your music. I'm sure you can relate. Uh, you hear, you hear it differently. You see it differently. Uh, you notice things that you would have noticed before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, every time I watch a movie, I look at it as though I'm studying. And so, anytime a movie's on, like I was like, I ask a question, like now I wonder what they did to prepare for this role. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder, like how extreme, like if they went to extreme measures, or if they became this character offset. Like uh, Michael B. Jordan in Killmonger, his Killmonger character, he they said he walked around and he was upset for no reason, just all day, every day, until after the movie was shot. Um, uh, who's it? Uh, Heath Ledger, the the Joker. Mm-hmm. They say that he locked himself in a room for like he after they would rehearse or they would finish filming, he would go lock himself in a hotel room in the dark. No TV, no phone, nothing. Just him by himself uh, to kind of submerge himself in his character. 
And so I, I, I wonder when I'm watching films, like what their process was, how did they get here? Are they pulling from personal experiences or is this something brand new for them? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good thing. So you're, you're, you're thinking about their back process and what Mm -hmm. can I learn from, you know, the, what they did to, to prepare for this. So how about in your personal life? What, um, who are the, the influences that you have in your life that you're like, that's, that's the, the, that's where I'm going. When I see that person, I'm thinking that's where I'm going. Uh, man. Um, so th- these two, I-, I wouldn't say that these are probably my, my biggest influences in life, just in general and outside of acting. Um, now, whether or not I'm going, they, I'm, I'll be in their place in life, I don't know. But my brother and my sister-in-law have been my biggest influences, my biggest supporters. Um, they've been everything for me. And I don't know if they know, but like I, like, I admire what they do and what they have. Mm-hmm. I mean, my brother, he quit uh, a full-time job while his wife was a stay-at-home wife. And he's like, well, he's like, I want to start a business here. Like, I want to spend more time with my kids. He's like, we'll figure it out. And he put himself in a position to where he could quit and, they, and they're still being supported. And he started, and he's growing his business. I won't say start, but he's growing his business. Mm-hmm. And I admire their work ethic. And they make me strive harder. They make me work harder. Uh, they push me even when they don't know that they are. And it, it, to look at them, you know, uh, a father and a mother with three kids and building our, our I won't say building, but in being entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and growing, growing two separate businesses at that and inspiring others, uh, as well as being open and welcoming others, mentoring others. They, they are, they're inspirational to me for sure. That's good. That's good. It can be done. Most so definitely. Know that. Yes, it, yeah. it can be done. When, when you have the passion and the desire and your why, um, it can be done. So, Sam, tell us what works best for you when you are preparing roles? What, what kind of steps do you take? Mm. Uh, so when I'm preparing for a role, uh, I'm not what they call a method actor. I don't become this person offset. I kind of have a switch. And when we're on set or, you know, we're getting ready to to go on camera, my switch flips and I become this character. Um, But my my process is, is I ask questions about the character that aren't necessarily in the script that people wouldn't know outside if they if they were to ask me the questions or if they didn't ask me the questions, they wouldn't know this about this character. It's like and and those things you'd be like, well, what does this character like to eat? How does he like to dress? How does he walk? Um, what is his backstory? Because that's not necessarily in the script, but it's something that helps me develop who this character is. This this tells me how how mean or how nice this character is, uh, how aggressive, or you know how docile, or you know how he approaches other people. Whether he likes it, whether he's a people person, whether he's not a people person. Uh, asking those questions once I get the script allowed me to make those decisions and really develop this character. And it's something that I that I've learned to get better at uh, with scripts. And they have what they call uh, beats in film. It's, it's pauses 
kind of like in, in music, there, there are pauses, you play the beats. Mm-hmm. And we do the same thing in film. So whenever I get a script, I break my script down based on beats, based on pauses, based on the shift in emotion or the character shift. And I write that in my script and then I start studying that way. Hmm. And you do that from that person's perspective that you're that you're portraying. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And um, being in acting class, they would ask a question. It's like, well, when you're walking into a scene, ask yourself what was happening the moments before. This might be the opening scene, but you have to ask yourself, what were you doing the moments before? Hmm. And so I I may even write that on my own. Hmm. You know, well, before I got to this point, this is who I was. Or this is who this character was. But essentially, this is who I was. And... So I once I read the script, this is I'm reading my story now. I'm no longer reading the story of the character that they wrote for me. I'm reading my story. Mm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That would explain why when I saw that clip of that film that I <laughs> that I didn't think that this was your first role as as lead actor. Yeah. Oh, okay. Man. That's good. Yeah. That's and that's it, things that, that that people that are not actors don't think of. You know, um, there's no way when I'm looking at a movie that I'm thinking of all of that. You know, what is what did the person do before? What what did they think before? What did they eat? You know, um, those are things that I don't think of. I just take in the movie. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think about it all, especially now. Like, And, and when I'm watching a movie now, like, I, I also think, of, well, how would I have done it? Like, would I have made that same choice? And nine times out of ten, the answer is no. But you know, that's what I think. I was like, "Well, would I have done it that way?" It's like, "Well, how how would I do this scene if I was this guy, and or if I was this character?" It's like, would I read it? Would I? Would, if it's a emotional scene where this character chose to yell, would I have yelled here, or would I chose a different power play to where I'm stern but quiet? You know, because there's multiple ways to deliver a an aggressive tone. I don't have to yell at you to tell you that I'm being aggressive or to be frightening. So yeah, those are things I think about too when watching. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So Tim, what would you say to someone who's about to make the decision? Like they're teetering and tottering on, you know, trying something new, getting out there, making a plan um, to make a different move in life. What would you say to them? Oh man, and this this is gonna sound so cliche, but it is so true. Uh, just do it. Don't don't overthink it. Don't overcomplicate it. Just just go for it. Because too often, when we overthink something, is when we talk ourselves out of it. Mm-hmm. It's like because once we start thinking about how to set this up. We start the the next thought that comes after that is like, oh, I don't know if I can do this yet. Like I'm not in a place where where I can do this. But if you just go ahead and dive into it and you just make that that choice to do it, then the change is is inevitable. Like it, it's going to happen because you've already made the decision to to just dive in. Mm-hmm. Now you have no choice but to do this, and everything around you has no choice but to conform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if, if I could give any advice to anyone thinking about this or, or any change at all, stop thinking about it and just go for it. Yeah. 
And what what do you hope that your girls are seeing in you and through your life? Oh, man. Um, I hope that they see the work ethic. I hope that they see, and I, I know that I feel this. I feel fatigue. I feel tired. But that's not what I hope they see. I hope that they see my energy. I hope that they see how I continue to push forward no matter what. Mm-hmm. I hope that they see how, no matter how much time I put into something else, that I still have time for them. You know, and I hope that those are the things that they see and that they grow up to um, to welcome into their lives. And it, it's, it's like no matter how tired I am, no matter how much sleep I've had or I have not had, if I come home, or if, if my baby wants me to pick her up, if she wants to go do something, all right, daddy's there. Let's go. Mm-hmm. My eyes are going to be droopy. They might be a little red, <laughs> but we're going to do it. <laughs> we are going to do it. And uh, again, I, I hope that they see that money doesn't equate happiness. It's like, yes, we need money. We have to have money to to do certain things in life. But I hope that they see that it does not equate happiness. Because at this point in my life, in my career, I'm not chasing money. I'm not chasing money at all. Don't get me wrong. I I hope that 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 comes at some point. Mm -hmm. But I don't mind doing the free work. I don't mind grinding and hustling for a little to no money because it, it's about passion. It's about, and I don't even want to say, I don't want to say chasing the dream because at this point it's no longer a dream. Mm-hmm. It's a career. It, this is about chasing your career and going after what you really want in life. Mm-hmm. And this is what I hope they see. I hope that they see that so that when they get to this point in their life, it's like they don't settle and they go for whatever it is that they want to do. And I, I don't care if they want to to be a street painter or if they want to do artwork on or they want to tag buildings and, and do street art or they want to do canvas work or music, whatever it is you want to do. I want you to pursue it 100 percent. Yeah. Well, hey, I know um, I have a friend who the city commissions him to to do the the art on 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 the on side the of building, building. Yeah, and yeah. It, hey i mean he's living <laughs> he's living a great life so right <laughs> i you know, don't imagine yeah you just have to decide what it is um that you really want to do and figure out how to do it and make a plan and go for it and you know, yeah. know that the Lord is with you and will provide for even the crazy yeah. things. So, Tim, I hope that you will come back um, to us in a year, a couple of years and share with us again, you know, where you are in in your process. And um, I think your story is very inspirational and it's a blessing. So I appreciate you coming here today to share it with us. Um, if people want to contact you or, or follow you and stay in contact with you, how do they do that? Uh, they can follow me on Instagram at uh, T Meadows underscore mm-hmm. underscore um, or just a Facebook, uh, just Tim Meadows on Facebook. Okay. All right. 
All right. Well, everyone, uh, reach out to Tim and follow him. Uh, We pray that you have a great week and that you know that the Lord loves you. We'll see you back here next week.